Welcome back to Director Showdown. Back in the right direction. But the right that's better. I was like, what's what's a good fun the right side. On, oh, on the God. right side of things. Yeah. But that 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 infers that, that infer- YTD's on the wrong side, and he's not. But it's just a fun little joke. Yeah. It's kind it's of it's kind of racist against New Zealanders. I guess it is. Against the Maori people. All right. Twitter poll. Who's better? New Zealanders or Brits? I feel like or New Zealanders. I think New Zealanders are gonna win that anyway. I'll I'll put that up. I'll put that up and then we'll again, see. And we'll get like three votes. Well, let's make our <laughs> arguments here because Ooh, okay. That's tough. New, New Zealanders are ultimately Brits anyway, but they're funnier than Brits. Yeah. I guess everybody kind of in a lot of the world is Brits. Yeah, that's because true. like Australia was. Mm-hmm. Um so that's kind of the origin. It's it's hard to argue with the history that like Britain has. Well, they literally you know? ruled the world, yeah. But I mean, New Zealand has YTD. It has I think I'll, I'll say this. Here's here's my biggest argument in this battle. They have the better accent. And y'all have heard me do it. New Zealanders? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's I think I think they have the superior accent. It's funnier inherently. Hmm. Uh there's just something funny like I don't know. Like a lot of a lot of YTD's stuff already has me laughing the second I hear that that good fun New Zealand accent. Mm-hmm. Fauna getting a little yeah, she's getting, she's getting a little crazy because all the wires. <laughs> um, yeah, but then I was also going to say New Zealand is fucking Middle Earth. That's true, and that's hard. The thing is, Britain is a lot of fucking places. I, I don't, but, but I don't know if you know this though. Oh. Okay. New Zealanders are actually have a huge meth problem. Like it's a huge problem. I had no idea. Yeah, because I guess like when you're stuck on an island, you don't. Even though it's beautiful, you kind of just don't have anything else to do. Though, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, like it's all beautiful until like you're you've been there for like ten years and like you know. So they're kind of the original like self isolators in a lot of ways. (laughs) It's like they're so like uh, the the kind of country equivalent is that they're in like a one bedroom apartment whereas like britain is in like a like a two bedroom single story house or a something, mansion right? per se yeah i'd say america's maybe the mansion just because we have a lot of room yeah it's like a lot more than britain but not doing too much social isolation unfortunately <laughs> yeah america so. yeah this, we're recording this only like four or five days uh after the last uh, actually, no, no, no. We're doing these out of order. Sorry. This is a few days after Shaun of the Dead, so mm. things are still pretty early. Uh, by the time you guys are hearing this, we're probably at like peak uh, nightmare COVID lockdown. Yeah. Uh, if we maybe even it's getting this, better. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Because this is yeah. episode three. This is episode three. Yep. Uh, we talked uh, YTD already. We had mm-hmm. Shaun of the Dead. Um, but I don't know. What's your What's your big like? Who do you th- which Which country do you think is better? We're American, so we legally get to decide this, and this is signed into law when we decide. Well, it's like, it's hard for me to judge because I've been to England. I would have to be, uh, I would have to go to New Zealand, and I want to, but with this whole COVID thing. um, It'll be a while. It'll be a while. But I've been to London, and I've been to England, and uh, it's not, I feel bad about it. It's not the best (laughs) thing ever, really. Like, London is like literally like new york with british accents see i don't even have the context really for that comparison so because you haven't been to new york either yeah i haven't been to new york yet um 
But yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally just like a New York with Britain. just a very metropolitan, crowded, yeah, like public it's not transport. Very, like uniquely cultured. Yeah, yeah, I got you. But um, the countryside in in England is nice. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I'm like not really interested in visiting England, England again. So yeah. I guess if you had to put a gun to my head, I'd just say like New Zealand just because the mystery of, uh, yeah. Yeah. It just seems like I love the wide open, like the rolling hills and the beautiful landscapes, uh, of New Zealand. Yeah. You know, Mm. I, I, I only have the context of, uh, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, uh, films, but, uh, I mean, it seems like you'll you'll see the tap, you'll, you'll see smog. There. Yeah, you. They do have Smaug the dragon in Smaug. New Zealand. Uh, that's how it's pronounced. Oddly I don't enough, it's know. weird. I, I, th- I think I it just is. got it from Red Letter Media. That's how they always say it. Smaug. That's I. I think uh, yeah. fucking what's his name? R, I almost said R. L. Stein. Now let's let's see that uh, fucking Lord uh, R. L. Stein's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> J. R. Tolkien, Tolkien, yeah. whatever. Um, so that's the winner, New Zealand. Uh, so, so whatever the takeaway is from this season, if we're looking at countries, YT's kind of got it in the bag already, yeah. but we're not talking countries, we're, not talking countries. we're talking movies. movies and we're talking directors and we're talking hot fuzz hot today. Fuzz. Hell yeah. Edgar writes 2006, 2006, uh, his sophomore film, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I mean, he did have an earlier film. It was, um. It was like a short Western film, The right? uh, Fistful, Fistful of Fingers. Of fingers. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. that. But I, I, I'd consider this his sophomore, honestly. Yeah. I, and I, I know, think he probably would. And, and I'll just start off right off the bat here that, yeah, like, yeah. it seems that directors always seem to peak with their sophomore films. It's just something about, oh. like, um, the second go-around is, like, that's, like, that's their masterpiece. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think, like... It's fair to say that, um, is it, you know, I'm, I'm putting the carriage before the horse here, but I I think Hot, Hot Fuzz might be my favorite uh, of, uh, of, rights? Of, of rights. Yeah. You know? Interesting, man. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that, um, uh, well, I guess like off the sophomore thing, like Quinn Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, you know? Pulp Fiction, um... God, I've, I've been I've been watching uh, the Mad Maxes recently. Yeah. Road Warrior is yeah. an incredible movie, and that's uh, a sophomore one. That is his second. Why mm. am I forgetting the director's name? George Miller. George Miller's yeah. uh, second movie. Yeah, as he made that, and then that was him like directly being like, "Oh, okay." I, I think I, I've learned a lot of lessons from that. Mm-hmm. I know what people loved most about that mm-hmm. one too. Let me like boil this down to its component parts and make this like pure action thing. Well, it's like the freshman film, like with like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. It's like, that's the warm up phase. Like, you know, it's messier. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still good. It's just like, you know, let, let's, let's warm up to like what my true, aesthetic is yeah and i feel like hot fuzz does that like kashan the dead um has is really good i really enjoy Shaun the dead yeah but it's it's messier than hot fuzz you know like just yeah. like having because we we saw them pretty recently in mm-hmm. proximity yeah and um the genuine moments in hot fuzz like we talked about in Shaun the dead are more uh, succinct and tighter and not as random as Shaun of the Dead. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I I know what you mean. It's yeah. like all I I think I made the comparison that it's like a like finally and I made this about Shaun of the Dead, but this is kind of a staple, a signature move, if you will, of Edgar Wright, is that his movies are like these finely tuned, crafted, like, watches or clocks or something, where it's like each part depends on every other kind of, like, thing happening within it. Mm. Um, and it's even more the case in this movie. And what yeah. I was going to say is that, like, it's like, yeah, every every time I rewatch Hot Fuzz, I'm like, fuck, is this the best one? I think this one is. Yeah. And I, I really think that for me, like I we'll we'll see how I feel after watching The World's End again. Yeah. Uh, and after all of Wright's movies, kind of where we stand, we'll rank them like like we always do. But um I, I I think it just might be a matter of like taste at the end of the day. Um but even still I think Hot Fuzz is a, a better crafted movie. Yeah, than, I think it's just real tight. It's yeah. super tight. There's only like a few instances where I was like kind of removed from the the narrative. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'll just get the bad stuff out of the way. And it's just a really quick thing. Yeah. Like the only part that I was just kind of like skeptical about was when, you know, at the very end, I'm just jumping yeah. to the end. Yeah. When, that's um, I think we might say the same thing here. Really? Yeah, yeah. When, when the rest of the police department was like, okay, I agree with you. Um, Nick. Yeah. You know, like the detectives who were super assholes, the Andes. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. Like, they're just on board. They're just on board yeah. with it, which I was just like, I don't, I don't understand why. Like, you those guys, guys were board. such dicks. Yeah. They fucking yeah. hated Nicholas Angel. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I mean, like, I'm glad that, I'm glad that, like, in a way, like, it's kind of, it was fine because, like, the stuff that happened afterwards, the whole, like, them. Yeah. Cause like, it was kind of cute when, you know, uh, like, don't go being a twat, Nick. And he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give you the satisfaction. Like, you know, yeah. you get a cute line like that. Like, yeah. And I'm willing to look over that in the fact that, like, this movie's already at two and a half or something. Yeah, yeah. And we just need to get things rolling. And, you know, because we already let the, the, the explosion already happened, the climax. So it's just like, we just need to get shit going here. For sure. So, I mean,. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought about that this time. My, yeah. my bigger thing is that it's one of those, it's one of those movies that like almost feels like it has two or three endings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like the final ending when they're all like having a good time in the police station and then the bomb goes off and it's a whole other crazy, really fast thing. I didn't think that was bad, but I was like, what was the point of yeah, it? Like, yeah. Like what's kind of the point at this point? Because we already then we already before this had like the shootout in the bar. And then after that we had the shootout in the little town and all that. I think what, what well, it, makes all that yeah. stuff like not like it's not a bad thing is that the execution is so good that I was like, just on board I think, for I it. think the reasoning behind that was just following the tropes of like cop action movies. It's like you have like the fake out ending. Yeah. You know what I that's, mean? That's that's a good yeah. that's a good point. And yeah. and it tracks just because like the whole movie is basically a love letter to like, you know how Shaun of the Dead was a love letter to zombie movies, while well, this is a love letter to like yeah. cop movies, you mm-hmm. know? And what's so amazing about Hot Fuzz is that like it's not like nihilist, like Bad Boys Two. Um, even though it's referenced a lot, Bad Boys Two. Um, yeah, yeah. Because like I love Bad Boys Two. Don't get me wrong. Like I think that's a great movie. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Michael Bay movies. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, it's good. But there's a certain like again like Edgar Wright has like a he, he seems like a very 
he's a very sincere guy, mm-hmm. even though he likes, you know, kind of nihilist action in a way. It's yeah. kind of interesting on, it's interesting, that's his interesting, like, aesthetic, is that, like, he, and I guess we'll talk about this in Baby Driver and where it goes wrong in that movie, but mm-hmm. um, I think how he does, like, Hot Fuzz and Shaun the Dead is, like, still, like, loving those genres but not also like indulging on their toxic like mm. aspects as well yeah yeah because like the th- like there's so this is why i love this movie so much because there's so many things that edgar wright's communicating in hot fuzz like you got like his love for police procedurals mm-hmm. you know cop action movies yeah um interpersonal relationships again yeah <laughs> um even like internal struggles um, I don't know which one you want to talk about first, but they're all like very interesting like topics. Well, um, as far as the, the like sincerity, yeah. yeah, we, we yeah. can, we should, um, I, I wanted to bring up a little bit of the, like them speaking about this. Uh, so, uh, I found some really <laughs> cool behind the scenes stuff where, uh, Simon Pegg said, uh, what's the setup for it? The, the film parodies cliches used in other action movies on the topic of perceived gun fetishes in these movies. Peg has said, this is just a great quote. So I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Men can't do that thing, which is the greatest achievement of humankind, which is to make another human. So we make metal versions of our own penises and fire more bits of metal out the end into people's heads. It's our turn to grab the gun by the hilt and fire it into your face. See, that's exactly how I feel yeah. about it. It's very, yeah, that's and, exactly how I feel. And he's yeah. and uh, yeah. it follows up with, despite this peg maintains that the film is not a spoof in that they lack the sneer that a lot of parodies oh, yeah, have that sure. look down on their source material because we're looking up to it. And that's like yeah. that's like it on Be- the dot. Like, because like yeah, cuz like with Bad Boys 2, you know, it's like that nihilist like violence. But which with, is a Bay thing. Like Bay's a very yeah. cynical filmmaker. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'll, I'll say that. Like there's nothing wrong with that because that's like his expression for, as an yeah, artist. There's room yeah. For both, yeah. I want to be completely like I, I've changed a lot on Michael Bay. I'll just say that throughout the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I, like Six Underground is a good movie. Oh wow, <laughs> shit! Warm take. Let's yeah, just, I'll have to let, watch it. I guess. Let, let's just say I was under an influence when I was watching that movie and connected a lot of dots that yeah, maybe yeah. weren't there, but also might yeah. be there. Cr- crystal meth being the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, like because like I love Nicholas Angel as a character. Um, yeah. Simon Pegg's character and the interpretation of like a realistic interpretation of law enforcement um, mm-hmm. officers and their work. Because like I'll speak from experience, like I'm not an, a police officer man, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> you know, I work in like uh, in a law enforcement um, uh, industry and it's not like, it's, it's obviously not like what you see in, movies it's like it is a lot of paperwork like there is so many things they get to fill out because yeah. it's the law the law is paper you know yeah and uh it's what's so cool about this film is that like it shows like hey yeah we gotta fill out like all this shit you know yeah. there's so much there's all, there's so many like bits that that they do with like paperwork it's like that's gonna be a lot of paperwork <laughs> when they watch uh was it bad boys too or something yeah shit? no and yeah. i love that the uh 
the action montages of filling out paperwork are just as stylized. Yeah. And just as fun. It makes fun. it look cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like this, yeah, I didn't even think about that, that yeah. it's like this uh, respect for kind of like all aspects of it. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and it was like having fun with like, uh, with like just the perception of law enforcement in like just general society without making fun of mm-hmm. like police policemen yeah it's it, it, it it's so hard to do that because like it, it would be it's so easy just to say like you know these are fascist right and that they should just like be like mm-hmm. you know beating up but nicholas angel is actually like a very like responsible yeah. like person you yeah. know he's like a good he's like a good cop for sure like he's he like cares a, about the the philosophy behind his his to job. a fault yeah, to Which a fault to where, like, it's... yeah. Well, then that's where it ties in the relationship stuff, where it's like, yeah. you need to also be able to put that away. You need to be to, able to table it as well. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, because he relies so much on the... the on morality mm-hmm. that it, it pushes everyone away. Yeah. Because, like, I kind of, like... Younger me relates more to, like, Nicholas Angel. I don't know if you... Uh, if that makes sense to you, you probably would know, but like a very mm-hmm. determined, like very focused, like individual who just like yeah. wants to do well at everything that yeah. they do. That's so interesting. You know? I relate more to Sean. <laughs> well, that's, that <laughs> makes is, sense. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. No, I like, I, I feel like Nick, Nick Angel would be like what I would be if I was like very extreme ends on like myself. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah, mean, for sure. Um, of course I've cooled down a lot more, um, since my younger age, but like, I could just see myself in, in him a lot and how, like, how toxic it can be when you are very focused on your job and you are doing really well, but then that shuts down like other aspects of your lives, like your relationships, like with, you know that uh, who plays the actress that he was Janine? Uh, oh, that would be Academy Award winner Kate Blanchett. I knew, I knew those eyes. <laughs> right? I was like, that's Kate Blanchett's yeah, eyes. It's yeah, it's insane. Yeah, it's just like uh, there's a bunch of weird little cameos in this movie. Yeah, um, and even just bit parts that are like I knew she actors. was like I could see those like hot eyes. I was like, uh, yeah, okay, for sure. Good. And yeah, and the voice too. It's just mm. so cool that she was like, yeah, I'll be unrecognizable in like a five minute scene. Mm. In some like up and coming directors thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad that she was. I guess there. she was up and coming still, kind of at that time, 2006. Mm. That's still pretty. I think early, she's still. I think she's pretty established. Yeah, point. she was in like Elizabeth or whatever. Yeah, the fuck some it is. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like his 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 way of um, his 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 arc is just. I just love his arc throughout the whole movie. You know, like him mm-hmm. just being so um, dedicated to the to the. Uh, not the force, but what does he call it? The, the, oh, the service. The service. Because force yeah. is a little too strong. Yeah. yeah. That's what's so adorable about him is yeah. that, like, he takes his job so seriously that yeah. he even, like, amends, like, yeah. the force. Like, not in, like, a traditional but, masculine sense, but it, just because yeah, he and loves I love, that. Yeah. And I love that he doesn't say that flippantly. He yeah. says that matter of fact, like, yeah. they, they don't want us to use force because it sounds a little yeah. aggressive. And it's like, yeah, it's just, he's just good at his fucking job. Yeah. Um. It's like, yeah, it's one of those like cinematic things where, yeah, I didn't even think about this till now, but it's like, there's something so satisfying about watching somebody that's good at their job. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, I hate to bring him up again. I'll just mention it's it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, like the Spielberg Hanks 
recent run of like Bridge of Spies or even just Tom Hanks is on like his own like good at their job guy run of like solely and like Bridge of Spies and like all the characters in the post. It's like it's just satisfying to see people that are like really passionate about their job, doing their job well. Like yeah. th- there's something so great to just Cause, like that. there's a problem and they know exactly what to do with all of that. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that's what makes Nicholas Angel such a interesting character mm-hmm. where it's almost, it's, it's oddly almost like a Captain America thing where it's like, he's mm-hmm. already like fully formed in many important ways, but it's like, he he's pre Captain America. He's pre Captain America, like fully Captain America. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah. he's like, if I was going to bring up like, um, Attachment theory. Mm-hmm. Um, look up attachment theory, listeners. They'll change your life. Trust me. But he's like a, an avoidant kind of thing where he's yeah. like morally superior, and there's a lot of bad things around him. You know, Are you talking, both of them. You're talking about, I guess. Um, no, um, Cap or no Cap is like secure as fuck. Cap, okay, Cap yeah. thinks everyone's great. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even the bad guys he thinks are great. So that's what that's what makes <laughs> unless him, you're red, unless you're a big bad Nazi. Well, yeah, but he probably he probably sees some redeeming factors that he has to like make the moral. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I guess that's, so. that's a good old cap. He, he brought there. Bucky back, yeah, that's yeah, because yeah, because like he loves Bucky and mm-hmm. like Bucky was like if it, it was anybody else, like you would like let's just kill this guy. <laughs> like, you yeah. know, like, he's a fucking menace. <laughs> yeah, he's dude. Terminator. Instead, um, you know, Captain America still believed in him. That's yeah, what makes him great. I like um, I, I yeah the the compare. I guess I was comparing it to Cap because I I think. They're kind of like uh, the areas in which they need to grow are similar. Where it's like, I can't believe I'm making this big Captain America comparison, but it's like Cap needs That's to you have know. a life. Yeah, he like needs to have interpersonal relationships, and like mm-hmm. Nicholas Angel's a similar thing. Where it's like he's gonna always do the right thing. Like that's not it, like you know that's not I, a question. Yeah, yeah, not a question. Now it's like, can he be happy? Yeah, outside it's, of that? it's always like that balance thing. It's like, um, just like in Shaun the Dead, uh, Nick Frost's character is like this guy who doesn't do the right thing all the time, but everyone yeah. loves him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like he needs the opposite of what Nick Angel needs. He needs to like, you know, be a little bit more disciplined and, you know, even though he never found his arc in Shaun the Dead, but. Yeah. Well, yeah. his arc was like dying because. <laughs> his arc, he had a non-existent arc, honestly. Yeah. He, if I'm going to be completely he, honest. That, that, that was my movie. biggest, like, kind of fresh takeaway in this one yeah. is, like, I think Simon Pegg is great in both movies. I think he's better in Hot Fuzz, but, like, in this one, yeah. it was, like, oh, Nick Frost is, like, a comedic, like, master class in this movie. He's so fucking funny in this movie. Yeah. Like, and, he, the, and he's fi- a more well-developed yeah. character in this movie as well. Yeah, he has yeah. an arc with, like, his dad, yeah. you know, uh, clearly being the villain and how that develops. And Well, he's basically a child in this movie. In, yeah. In the most, sure. like, innocent, naive, and uh, endearing way. Like, he's a very, like, charming, like, mm-hmm. idiot. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you feel... You, you feel... Uh, you don't hate him. You just like think he's just kind of like a child, you know? Yeah. And he like, he finally like grows up like at, at the end mm-hmm. because it was just so cute that he looks up to Nick Angel as like yeah. this like kind of mentor and like copies the exact language that he, <laughs> Nick yeah. Angel exactly. He like rephrases yeah. something that, what was the line Nick Angel said 
prior. The only like, thing, the only thing convincing about that play was the <laughs> when they were kissing. Yeah, or some when they shit. were kissing at the yeah. end, and like, yeah, I, says the exact same way. Yeah, that's another thematic thing that tracks through at least this like Cornetto trilogy that I, I don't think I ever really thought about too much either. And definitely tracks through to, uh, at, uh or the world's end that we'll talk about is like the yeah. friendship stuff. I really love how like strong, like the friendship themes are. That That's all is, that's the Cornetto. It's all about friendships. Yeah. And it's cause like he wrote it whole, with Simon yeah. Pegg. It's like, like really long time friend. I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I said on Shaun the Dead, like these movies are simply genre movies as the disguise while mm-hmm. the real, what it's really about is like relationships. Like that's, yeah. that's it. While Shaun the Dead was about romance, like this was more about, um, I think it's actually more about uh, um, sw- self-awareness almost. Mm. Like, an individual level, like there was a friendship thing between um, Danny. Danny. Is that his yeah. name? Danny, Danny. Danny and Nick. Yeah. Like that was a big portion, but I also think it's a portion of like Nick, Nick Angel, like realizing like um, his own like life on how he can't turn it off. Because I could see, I could see that like if I were to put it into Edgar Wright's maybe head. Yeah. Like, I could see that, like, you know, being so serious about, like, filmmaking or something that you don't, you know, that you push people away and then, mm. like, you know, like, you get, you let, like, your job get in the way of, um, you know, hanging yeah. out with your buds and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. And not knowing how to turn it off and whatnot. So, yeah, that's how I see it, is that, like, it's just, like, being aware of, like, how to find that balance between, like, doing your job and also, like, loosening up when it's appropriate, you know? Yeah. That's something every, so in, in regards to that and like Nicholas angels, Mm. like character development in this movie, I always start this movie thinking, and it stays that way for like probably 30 minutes more than that, probably 45 minutes where it's like, man, this guy is like such, he's such a hard ass Mm -hmm. and maybe that's not the right term. No, he is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, you know, uh, just, doing his fucking job like to the T and uh he's just yeah and uh I'm always like how how does this turn again because eventually he becomes way more I think you said it best self-aware mm-hmm. and it's like that scene where like after work him and Danny go out that's really and they what have was a turning point yeah yeah and that's like a really well done character development scene and I yeah. think it's because like the reason is that they both work with each other so well, Danny yeah. and Nick, because they have what each other needs, you know? Yeah. The, that bring them together. Cause like Danny doesn't get offended by what he, what Nick does. Yeah. He Except, thinks it's yeah. cool. Yeah. Almost. He thinks it's like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's just so, he's so enamored by like, you know, this like fucking cop that he thinks that are the same in his, like all his movies that he watches. Yeah, you know? exactly. And Nick just lets him, you know, hang out because he just doesn't, he's not like mad mm. at Nick for doing his job. Yeah. You know, he thinks he's like yeah. Keanu Reeves from uh point break. Mm. He's like, you got stabbed. Whoa. Like, I love how much attention it pays yeah. to, uh, to Danny, Nick Frost character, like reacting to the stuff that Nick angel yeah. says, like, it's really important to like develop, why he likes Nick ain't like why he likes Simon Pegg's character so much. Yeah. Why he like 
feels connected to him because mm. it's almost it's interesting because like uh, Danny's arc in this is almost like sh- uh, I don't know what am I gonna say. It's almost like Sean's arc in Shaun of the Dead, where it's like he is becoming, like he realizes like he can be better. He can be better, yeah. Yeah, and like he he needs some help mm-hmm. from the people around. Whereas in Shaun of the Dead, what made him better was the end of the world, the zombie yeah. apocalypse. In this movie, it's like Nick, a- Nick Angel does that, you know, for for him, for yeah. for Danny, yeah. And then Nick That's, Nick learns to be like loosened up, yeah. because of Danny. So. Yeah, they help each other. The yin, the yin, and the yin, yin yeah. and the yang sort of thing, you know. For sure, yeah. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> I just I love that that happens uh, with like drinking beers and watching Point Break. That's just like the yeah, best, and like, Bad uh, Boys too, and Bad Boys too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like, which one do you want to watch first? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The question is, which one are we watching first? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and when I first saw this movie, I'd never seen Point Break, so like. The context of it like is, shooting the gun up. It is up kind of a, a point break, too, in a way. I don't know. It's kind of a... It is a love story between Danny and Nick, in a way, you know? Yeah, definitely. You know, them falling they're falling in love in a, the most platonic way, I can say. You know? For sure. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think... Mm. Uh, well, and then I was, I was going to bring up a little bit more of the... So, yeah, Edgar Wright wanted to write and direct a cop film because he said there isn't really any tradition of cop films in the UK. Uh, We felt that every other country in the world had its own tradition of great cop action films and we had none. And so him and Peg wrote this over a year and a half and they watched 138 cop-related films. That's awesome. For dialogue and plot ideas. That's great. So, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely, like, did their research and like I think like kind of got to the heart of like what, what these a cop buddy genre, cop yeah. films. That's um, so cool. That's yeah. so cool. You know what's funny is that I also thought that it wasn't just a cop film. I thought like I was thinking real some Oh yeah. some some real um western vibes because it's like yeah. like Seven Samurai and you know Seven Samurai is I mean pretty much a western film, but Yeah. Um like because like Nicholas Angel's essentially like the man from the wilderness, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote. Yeah. And he comes into town as like the Ronin being expelled from, you know, uh, his, his, uh, his shogun, which is London. Like that's yeah. like the, that's the em- emperor. Like, you know, you're not part of London anymore. Yeah. You know, you're not part of this squad anymore. So you go over to, so he wanders into this town and fixes it up. And I thought, like, oh, that's kind of interesting to think that about. Is, that is, yeah, I mean, that's why, and I feel like we talked about this a little bit in Shaun of the Dead, and I think even in our Wet Hot episode, but, like, recent filmmakers, and especially guys like Edgar Wright, are so interesting to look at their influences, because it's it's almost like memes, like how we talked about memes in Wet Hot, where it's like, like you're only going to laugh at this specific thing if you know these three or right. four reference points. And it's like, you can tell Edgar Wright is taking so much shit, like cinematically. From, oh, there's so many fucking movie yeah, references for sure. Like, and it's not yeah. like, not like referential, like, like, uh, like Deadpool. It's like, it's no, like it's they're baked into the fucking and thing. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause like one of my favorite lines, I never caught this until like this viewing was when, yeah. uh, when Danny had saved uh, Nick from the, uh, you know, the, the council. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, just go back to London. Or what was it? It was like, 
Wait, no, I think I have it pulled up. Hold on. It, he said, like, forget it, Nicholas, it's Stanford. And that's like a Chinatown. Oh, like, that's <laughs> totally a Chinatown <laughs> thing. I didn't even forget it. that. Yeah. Forget it, Nicholas, it's yeah. Stanford. One of the big ones I wrote down was yeah. Make Sanford Great Again. Oh, which, man. <laughs> which is ahead of its time. Apparently. Way ahead of its time. Yeah. About 10 years ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, man, that is so interesting to look at this movie through that lens. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, speaking of influences, too, it's like not only the kind of like Western or like samurai thing, mm-hmm. uh, like comedy buddy cop films, mm-hmm. Uh, but also like, I, I'm also kind of always a little thrown and not in a bad way, but like the, um, the kind of wicker man, like horror stuff. Oh yeah. Dude. Like it's crazy He's how much shit so, is in this. This is a low key horror film. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Not even low key, high key because like <laughs> they dress up in yeah. these like fucking scream. Scream. Yeah. Yeah. Type and outfits. the gore is intense in Dude, this movie. Yeah, one of the fucking like uh, church tower death is still one. It's of so the... hilariously comedic and horrifying at the same time. Dude, every time yeah. I see it, I'm like taken aback by how fucking like nasty. It looks like a Silent Hill like character. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like Pyramid Head yeah. when it like. Oh God, and that's just, yeah, that's clearly. Uh, Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. He just has... He's so eclectic. Like, it, Yeah, it, it, he has so many fucking influence points. Yeah. It, 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 it almost bothers me on like... <laughs> like, I'm not... I don't want to say this as a bad thing. Yeah, I think I know what you mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's kind of confusing almost to where it's like, what... Who are you, Edgar, right? <laughs> like, you're, you're a very nice man. Yeah. But you also love this gore shit. You also like this action shit. You're yeah. very funny, but you're also very sincere. And it's like, <laughs> do you want to be everybody? You know? Yeah, dude. That yeah. is that is so interesting. Like, yeah, he's... Shaun of the Dead is like comedy horror. He's got yeah. a couple of hats on. This one, he's got like four or five fucking hats and on. And he bounces it very well, I no, think. No, yeah, yeah. It, it works. But it. I think, I think why it's cool and why it makes me excited for not only like um, the movies that he's going to make, but for the movies that like young directors coming up now or like future directors are going to make like the stuff that they make, because it's, it's going to be weird, man. It's going to be these weird concoctions of so many influences. Yeah. Whereas like you can look to somebody like uh, Kubrick or Spielberg or like these younger guys and you can kind of like, pull a couple of influences from them. It's like Kubrick, you got like Tarkovsky, you got like... Uh, not Tarkovsky. Not um, Tarkovsky. It would be, um, what's his name? Citizen Kane. Uh, oh, like Orson Welles. Orson Welles, I can see that. yeah. Orson yeah. Welles a big impact on Kubrick. Yeah, it's like Spielberg has like David Lean, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. It's like, what's so interesting is that like, you can almost look at it like a, like a family tree. It's like you start with a family oh, yeah. tree of like you have two or like four people above you. But then as the tree keeps going down, as time passes on, film becomes more, you know, it keeps growing. You're going to have these fucking dense family trees of like, yeah. I'm influenced by like well, that's, 30 it, people. Well, isn't that life? Isn't that life? Like for anybody. Yeah. I mean, who yeah. knows like what our tree is like compiled of fucking mm-hmm. millions of people like in the past. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And that the hope is... uh Listen, I'll, I'll steal a quote here. All right. 
because I have to make this reference mm. on every episode. Sure. We are what they grow beyond. Oh, my God. Listen, it's a good quote. I'm not even going to say what it's from. If you know, you know. It's from The Last Jedi, I guess. It's from The Last Jedi. But it's a good quote <laughs> about how the next generation always has more tools. I swear to God, belt. we need to open up a director showdown shop, and it's going to have a bingo card. We're going to start, we're gonna start this. We need we need to get those bingo cards well, going. What ideas? We're just gonna take a tangent here. What what gift shop ideas would Director Showdown have? Oh man, I feel like maybe we floated this on like the 50th yeah. episode or something. But if people didn't listen to that, so it'd be the bingo card. The bingo card. For it'd sure. be a shirt that just says postmodern. <laughs> No, no, no. It'd be okay. So it'd be a shirt, right? It'd be a shirt. It's gonna be more specific than postmodern. No, no, no. I'm, I'm getting yeah, there. Yeah, okay. It'd be a shirt, but then there's a little like cartoon version of you wearing a shirt that oh says postmodern. Fuck off. There it is. <laughs> That's the rub, chief. Um, Would it be like a an emo one of those bitmojis or whatever the the kids call? Yeah, them? probably. We just use your bitmojis. I don't even money. have a bitmoji. We'll make one. That's how postmodern. <laughs> that's I am. how postmodern you. Yeah. yeah, you're to be on. Yeah, you're on the next shit already. Whatever yeah. that is. Energy ball. Energy ball. Yeah, Where you're gonna use your that? energy ball character. Exactly. Um, <laughs> pure white light emanating from. <laughs> and it's just gonna nowhere. say postmodern. Yes. Underneath it. Yeah. yeah. Um. What else would be in the shop? It, I feel like we'd have a nice coffee mug. You know, every every gift shop has a coffee. Gotta mug. have a coffee mug. It's just, just DS on it. That'd be DS. That'd know, be fun. Keep it minimalist. Um, I'm trying to think of like specific bits, fun yeah. little jokes. Uh, fucking. Uh, oh God, what is it? We would, we would have to have an artistic rendition of um, De- Dennis. Oh my God! Oh, that's a bit of a throwback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, From a early picture of Dennis. Yeah, Here, I'll pitch this out to anybody that draws, and th- we definitely won't get this. I mean, we won't from get anybody it for sure. But yeah. it, it'd be Dennis aiming the gun up at his own head, about to kill himself, yeah. and then you and I are on the ground in your in this apartment, yeah, dead because mm. he just killed us, yeah, right. Um, and, and then it just says. Mm. Welcome to hell or something. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> something that'd be like that. Cool. That'd be fun. And if you want to, if the if the deviant art artist out there yeah. want a rendition of what Dennis looks like, you can just listen to those episodes on what season two. Season two, we talked yeah. about it. Something uh, like a little gnome man or something. He's like yeah, a little. You, you had a very descript like. Uh, yeah. You know, just off he the eats cuff, carrots kind of. or something. He bushes? eats our our bushes, oh, our, bushes, our, our yeah. yards, bushes out front. Um, yeah, I hope you guys listen to that. You could uh, you could have uh, just a, a director showdown shirt that says the sharper image, and then has uh, uh, a black Jew little kid, black the black Jew dancing. That's hey, that's so, not so racist because it. that's what he, I have to clarify it every time. Yeah, it's not <laughs> racist or anti Jew because that's the joke in unaccompanied minors. Oh, it is. We need to have a combination shirt of okay of no no we need to. We need to reach out to Rumpel Schnapps or whatever. Rumpel's, oh my God! And yeah. say, hey, let's let's get some unaccompanied minors. Yeah, 
on crossover cr- merch. Yeah, like yeah. you have a bottle with the whole cast and crew of. Uh, oh my fucking <laughs> god! How how flabbergasted would you be if you're like a big like Rumple Schnauz guy, yeah. and then you like look and you're just like, what is this? <laughs> Is this the kid from Everybody Hates Chris? What the fuck is going on? Oh my god! Um, the deepest of cuts, really. Yeah, you know. Oh my god! I was I was gonna say you have a shirt that is. So did you see, did you see those shirts back in the day that were like a built in? Like there was a long sleeve and then a short sleeve. I don't know how to on describe top of this. It? Yeah, but it yeah. was it was like sewed in. Yeah, which you is have the, that happening. <laughs> Like 10 to 15 times, and then it just says layers with director showdown Uh, on the back. That's it. I feel like that's the best way to... That's the most 2,000 shirt. Yeah. Yeah, remember... remember You're going to look like a mariachi guitarist with that fucking shirt. You guys remember... You guys remember those uh, that fashion craze when middle school where... I had so many of those. I had like the no fear shirts with the... Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, and and I would I would always accessorize with like which which long sleeve and t shirt combo am I going to go with today? <sighs> which, which shark tooth necklace am I going to pop on today? Oh boy, good good fucking time. Hey, hey we'll get back, some shark right? tooth necklaces in the store. Um, <laughs> God, what else? I mean, yeah, what would be the? There's got to be a like like me screaming on a mountain the last jedi was good or something like that can be a shirt yeah something like that yeah 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 or like (laughs) i don't know me pissing on star wars or me pissing on deadpool yeah there you go and then deadpool pissing on you pissing on deadpool i think would be the joke there's a lot of it's very nested yeah some nested memes (laughs) um all good ideas but um Hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. Uh, we were talking... <laughs> fuck, what were we talking before this tangent? I don't know. Something. Um, oh, yeah. No, but it always throws me off the um, the crazy, like, cult wicker man style turn that it kind of takes where, like, people are getting brutally killed off, but then you oh, also yeah. have this, like, mystery... It's like, it's like a goddamn mystery at the at the heart of the movie. Police procedural horror action. Yeah. Uh, comedy. You know, you got, you, got, yeah. you got a lot. You got a lot to choose from. You know, and, and thinking about it now, I think that's why Hot Fuzz isn't the, like, go-to cult hit that Shaun of the Dead is. Really? Because... I, I, I think it's I think it's not because I think Shaun of the Dead is maybe a wider it made more money I think um, it made more money than Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead made more money really I think huh. than Hot Fuzz I might be That's wrong funny. about that but I just feel like culturally Shaun of the Dead is the one that kind of sticks out to people that more people have seen yeah because it's easier to put in a box mm. you know it's like easier to define it whereas Hot Fuzz you're like. This is a lot. <laughs> There's like a lot going on and uh it's really fucking gory. It's like an action movie though too and a western at the end. Yeah. Um but uh That's why I think it's so great is that it combines these things in such a uh in such a succinct and not jarring manner. Mm-hmm. Because I think the thing with Shaun the Dead is that I don't. I don't want to make it sound like I'm shitting on it. I'm just saying that, like, the difference is that the the sincerity moments are more jarring than mm-hmm. like I like the sincerity moments. I just thought of it a lot. Yeah. It's just that they're more jarring 
and not as smooth as Hot Fuzz is. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. Because everything, all the sincere parts are like very just like, oh yeah, that makes sense for like what's going on, like uh, procedurally, you know, for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think about why they're more organic. Like, what is the actual reason you, why? You, because there's more breathe. There's more breathing room in Hot Fuzz. Like, yeah, in Shaun the Dead, it, it's constant sense of urgency. There's always a sense of urgency because the apocalypse is happening. Yeah, like there's nothing they can do. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. have to just like. I mean, in a way, like I guess that might be. If I were to give Shaun the Dead the benefit of the doubt, that's what's what it was trying to convey, that like since it was the end of the world that they had to express these sincerity. Yeah. Sincere moments, but it still felt jarring as opposed to here there's more breathing to let like Danny and Nick m- flourish more, you know. Yeah, I think I think that's absolutely true. I think uh and you can even tell like uh you can even I feel like you can tell a lot about a movie before you even watch it by the runtime. Mm-hmm. And like Shaun of the Dead is like an hour 38. I think yeah. this movie is like a little over two hours and they cut out 30 minutes. Mm. So it was going to be two and a half hours, but they even cut some stuff out. But it's like, I feel like that's also the sign of a director growing in confidence that you can just like, like let's slow down, yeah. like let this breathe a little bit. And, like, just the confidence of, like, having, like, literally the scene that's on in the background as we're talking uh, is, like, is that scene that we talked about, like, where it's, like, really developing Nicholas Angel's character where they're, like, they're they're literally, like, each telling a story about, like, why they became a cop. Mm. And then it's, like, really good character development where, like, on Angel's side, he has a story about his uncle and then, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Yeah. And then Danny has a story about his mom, which kind of keys you into like the kind of like sincere, like emotional side of like why he is the way he is. Yeah. Um, and it, it just, yeah, it gives them more kind of room to breathe with that stuff as opposed to shot of the dead. Yeah. It's like, you know, gotta keep going. It's yeah. It's really like hit the ground running and keep, keep going. And yeah. like that, and I'm not saying that like that's a bad, a bad thing about Shaun the dead because like I mm-hmm. get that it's the end of the world and that's why you have to say these things to people you love because Mm -hmm. you know, we're all going to die sort of thing. Yeah. But still it doesn't, it's still like, you know, it's still jarring because like, that's just not how, you know, real life is really like no one has that sense of as much. Yeah, for sure. Maybe we should, you know, maybe we should have that sense. Yeah. We should always, we should, treat each other like there's a zombie apocalypse happening. I mean, it kind of is. Kinda, so, yeah, you know, I guess so. In, in some way. In yeah. some way. And uh, maybe, hopefully we'll all grow closer. I love you, Brent. I love you too, man. You're my best friend. See? This is so easy, <laughs> there, right? There we go. I love you, listeners. You're the, you're the Nick that. Angel to my Danny Butterman. I hey, think I, 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 I can... I, that, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly I'll, take that comparison. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll win you a bear. Oh, that sounds good. Or no, it was a monkey, monkey right? It was, it was a, little, a big old monkey. God, dude. I would stupid. I just like, yeah. <laughs> I want to just talk about all of the fucking physical gags that Nick Frost has, but mm. it's an audio podcast and I don't know if it's, if it's that always would be hard. entertaining. It's always hard. Um, but it's just, yeah. him getting hit in the, people getting hit in the head with fucking trash bins is just dude, great. That, those are metal, <laughs> right? And I, I always thought they were like, so are they trash bins? 
They trash are, bin? yeah. I thought they were like filing cabinets that they took out. That's what they looked like to me. I think they're trash bins, I think. They sh- that makes more sense. Because I yeah. was like, That's, is that filing? Still, that though, there's like a loud metal ding when it hits their head, and it's just always funny. Yeah, and it's like... <laughs> Are you okay? Like, I always think, like, are you okay? Like, that's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's so great. It's yeah. just so, like, that's some of the, like, yeah, we talk about Edgar Wright's influences. Like, that's some of that, like, absurdist British yeah. humor coming through uh, from maybe his time working on British TV. But it's, like, that's such a crazy thing to have, like, uh, them to have, I think it was Nick Angel. Oh, it was, it was Nick and Danny walking out of the Andes room. Yeah. And the Andes are just like these two total fucking cartoon uh, asshole detectives yeah. with mustaches. I always, for some reason, I always thought they were twins. But then like I always, then when you watch it, like, oh, they're not. They're just like. One of the guys. Real similar. Is, uh, oh, I think I probably have this here. Is, I can pull it up right here. Oh, where's, where's Andy. Where the Andes at? The Andes. Uh, um, it's it's like the son of oh Rafe Spall, whose dad. So he's this guy. I'm going to show you this picture. Mm. Imagine him with a, a mustache. Where where have I seen him before? Uh, he's also in The World's End, mm. and he's also in uh, that Netflix horror movie. Uh, it's not called The Terror, is it? With the big monster. About he's the main guy in that. I, I feel like you watched that. Um, oh, the 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 one with the priest the ritual. Guy? Did you watch the ritual about the oh, four guys? Yeah, that He's was the a good lead movie. guy. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah, it is a good movie. Um, oh, and he was in Prometheus. Uh, Who but is he in Prometheus? His dad is fucking Timothy Spall. This guy, the guy from Harry Potter. Oh, that's, that's fun. crazy, right? Good old Timothy Spall. He looks so normal in that picture. It's weird. Um, but yeah, this this movie's also like filled to the fucking brim. Yeah, even who, more who, so. Who who do we 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 got we got we got a uh, Hobbit guy back again? The Office Hobbit guy, Martin Freeman with Martin a with Freeman. a fun little like more more to yeah. do in this one, like um, barely more to do, but still yeah. more to do. He he, his, had, he had a his, fun little bit. Yeah, he yeah. Fun bit. It's funny like his arc throughout this trilogy is interesting because he's a he's a lead character in The World's End. He's one of the friends. Really? Yeah. So it's like he like you can track his like star meter on IMDb (laughs) like through this trilogy and just seeing him like rise up. Mm. Um, But then uh, the the whole Harry Potter cast is basically in. Yeah. Right. Fucking. uh, You probably know the names better than I do. I don't. Um, The guy with the cat. The mean guy with the cat in Harry Potter. Mad-Eye Moody. No. He's like the groundskeeper. The groundskeeper. Is the guy on the farm who they can't understand? Oh yeah, like her. her. Yeah, the her, and he's also from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's for sure. I don't yeah. know his name. Um, I don't either. But Bill uh, Nighy's in in Bill this. Bill Nighy, fucking Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman, so cute. So yeah, she's adorable. She's she's just an adorable <laughs> person. Nothing like a little girl on girl. It's yeah. just like oh, and it, so it was it, it was great. Nicholas, uh, Nick Angel's like. Um, actually loosening up at the end like doris you don't mind a little little bit of manpower do you yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so great yeah olivia coleman is like like i don't think she's hot i think she's just super adorable like she's so cute yeah she's so cute yeah for sure because she's just like this charming like uh yeah even though she's like the local slut in this uh yeah that's i never even caught that until this like viewing really which is funny (laughs) 
Because I mean, like, you know. Yeah. She, I mean, yeah, she doesn't have a ton of lines, really, but that's. Well, yeah, I just noticed it when she was like, yeah, I've been around the office uh, a few times, you know? Yeah. Everybody here knows me. <laughs> and then everyone's like hugging her every time. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. When she brings the cake in, she has the fake boobs on. Yeah. Like,. <laughs> And then when they're it's at great. the fucking festival, she's with two guys like like holding. Oh arms. really? Yeah, I, I was I like, okay, like <laughs> the scene. I just yeah. I just love this visual gag that's about to play out on TV with the two Andes. With the this is such a fucking like Looney Tunes thing. It's like such a visual. It's so great. Like the the yeah. I'm gonna dip my head out one more time. Yeah, out of um, frame. Yeah. Uh, but what was I gonna say Olivia Coleman? Uh, is great in this. Um, who else we got in this? Um, who's 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 his dad? His dad's like looks super. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny's dad. The best British accent. Uh, I think I have it here. Um, oh, I'm on Timothy Spall now. Let's get back to oh fucking um, James Bond. What's his name? Oh man, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton's great. T- Timothy this. Dalton's so good in this. Yeah. He has like such confidence in this. God, yeah, it's insane how confident Timothy Dalton is. They in should this lose room. their heads. Like, yeah, ah, oh, dude, it's just he's yeah. so good. He's, he's so confident. Yeah, God, it's like, and I wanted to say this too because uh, this ties into like Olivia Coleman's character. Is yeah. like, it goes back to how fucking tight the writing is. Like on a script level, it's like every fucking single line that somebody says is like a gag that plays into something that we know about them. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like every line about Olivia. Something else. Yeah. yeah, Or like a setup. Mm. And it's like such tight writing where, um, yeah, Olivia Coleman's got the, like, she's kind of like sleeping with a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, Danny's dad has this, like, I like, I like Western guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he grew up with a lot of Westerns. Yeah. He's yeah. always where he wears his little cowboy suit. Yeah. Which I almost think that that's like Edgar Wright kind of like calling out his homage. That's like yeah, him winking. being like, this he's has winking. got a little bit of Western flair to it. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. like I said before, like this is kind of a Western too mm-hmm. in, in its own way. Yeah. The sheriff coming into town. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, else, uh, who else we got here? Um, um, how about how about the ridiculous uh, William Shakespeare, the actor guy? Oh my god! I don't, I don't know if he's like an actor I've seen before, but I don't think so either. I feel like maybe that guy was on Spaced or something. I think I've seen that guy on <laughs> yeah. something. Like Edgar Wright knew him and like called him back. But yeah, it's got just so many like British character so many actors, very British actors. Yes, yeah. Um, and just I, I wrote down in my notes. Like maybe maybe the best movie for British accents that I've seen. Really, I think so. It's just like there's so because you can like even being an American not knowing much about British accents, I can tell that there's like six or seven different British accents in this movie. Like there's like the oh Mary, and yeah, then just like, like the the guy you can't understand. There's like the super. Uh, there's like the the police chief guy who I, I was bringing up his name. Oh, Jim Broadbent. Who's that? Uh, he's the the police uh, constable, Danny's dad. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Jim Broadbent, who he has like a very British accent. And, uh, that's not accurate. See, I can't even do it, but it's like a very... Danny. 
Like yeah. I feel like did you ever play the Fable games? Oh yeah, I love the Fable. Like games. the like the whole Fable cast is in this fucking movie for sure. <laughs> like that's something I always remember right. from those games is that Chicken like, Chaser. Chicken Chaser. Where are you going, boy? And just like this yeah, like the where crazy are you going, boy. It's like a Scottish kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a got some Scottish like twang to it. Mm. Uh Bill Nighy we talked about, always fucking good. And good luck yeah. catching them killers then. Good luck catching them killers then. It's just the one actually. Good. Oh yeah, and then that's what reveals it. Catch those swans then. It's just the one swan actually, which is so funny. Uh, <laughs> oh, Stephen Merchant. Was the guy oh, in yeah, that scene? A, was it just a little cameo? Piss taker was that like his name? Uh, yeah. Oh he, yeah. He, Pi Staker. Yeah. Oh, oh, piss taker. All right, uh, <laughs> Mr. Staker. Uh, let's yeah. Like just the uh, just the visual fucking like the editing to nail jokes is so fucking good. There's too many fucking gags in this movie. Yeah. There's too many. It's the swans it, oh, a reoccurring thing. The guy just got fucking killed with the, like that shot there. Oh my yeah, God. It's dude. fucking brutal. It's so brutal. You got a little, some CGI blood there, but it's, it's That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. Oh yeah. I wrote down in my notes too. This kind of going back, but, um, just the, the, him traveling to the countryside. I think is such a touch of like a good director of like when he first goes from London to the countryside, oh, you had yeah. this whole like montage of like him on the train, him waiting for the train, him cell like phone service, the yeah. cell phone service, like depleting all that stuff. It's like that. That's the stuff that you like get a it's second efficient. unit guy. Yeah. Well that too. Yeah. It's like, it's incredibly efficient to like in terms of like visual storytelling and like the narrative of like, we're going, we're leaving this metropolitan area to a new zone where there's no coverage and it's just, there's nothing out here. Uh, but it's also like, I think a lot of directors would be like, yeah, we'll get the second unit guy to get yeah. a car driving over a bridge. Let's and go get me some footage. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, to, to me, it, it feels like Edgar Wright is, no, I'd he's, be interested he, to see if like he even aspect. has a second unit. Right. Yeah, I don't know much about that stuff to begin with, but as I understand it, a lot of directors get a lot of like aerial footage, transitional stuff, you stuff know, like that. Like, but the thing is, like visually, Edgar Wright's movies feel so hands on. Everything, yeah, everything is purposeful. Yeah, yeah. it's like he's baked into every element of it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just feel like a lot of like lesser directors would have a boring transition to. I don't know when he when he gets to Stanford, Stan Sanford, Sanford. That's yeah, Sanford. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you had brought up at the beginning the thematic stuff. Did we we didn't cover all that stuff, right? Yeah, I like to talk about politics. Oh yes, film. let's get into it. It's very interesting, like how subtle. You're right. Like talks about politics in this mm. because it was kind of the nature of like law enforcement and like what's the purpose of like having that in society mm-hmm. and how like. The town of Sanford is like this pristine like um society where like no no crimes or murders are committed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And they always talk about the greater good and how that's actually a limit to like freedom, you know? Yeah. Like people can't really do what they want to do mm-hmm. because they have to they have this very vacuous like um idea of what a good society is, you know, the whole mo- when Nick confronts them about um, their crimes and, like, 
about property rights and whatnot. Yeah. Very Chinatown-esque, actually, because, like, <laughs> you know, part, you know how, like, property rights is, like, a big thing in that movie. Yeah. And, um, a lot more Chi- yeah, a lot more Chinatown influence than I really, like, mm. took away from it. But, yeah, as we talk about it, I definitely see that influence there. Mm. And, like, when he's trying to figure out the, yeah, the patterns and whatnot. The pattern, yeah, it's like, why are these people getting killed? It's like this big, this big uh, scheme. Mm. And I love that scene when I think it's, Jim Broadbent, the 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 police uh, commissioner or whatever, yeah. who says like it's a lot simpler than all of that. Yeah, it's which like, is hilarious. It's like yeah. they're just like rude. They're just yeah. rude people. Just <laughs> disgusting people. Yeah, yeah. It's been, like with the uh, fucking um, with the, the the statue guy, you know, like <laughs> oh my god, yeah, the fu- yeah the fucking uh, <laughs> the uh, what do you call those guys? The living statues, living I don't know. statue yeah. guys, the the robot man, the yeah, the, the golden, golden robot. Stand, yeah, and yeah. how he, he was just like they're just so mad at him existing for some reason, yeah, and they ended up killing him, mm-hmm. and he's in the catacombs with a fun like because uh, you see all these disgusting like horror shots of dead people, and then you see him, he's just like frozen, like mm-hmm. as if he would. <laughs> He's just still doing it. Yeah, it's bit. great. Like not yeah. even. Yeah, all the other people are like skeletons and mm. stuff, and he's just like in his same fucking pose. Yeah, it's so great. <laughs> such a good bit. Um, that yeah. yeah, that's that's something too that I kind of always forget is like because um, they're 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 being so hard on how hard he's being when he comes to town and he's like arresting the kids and stuff. Yeah, and they're like being very like oh it's it's fine they're just kids the or whatever and it's like behind the scenes. Like they're actually just like basically Suppressing killing all yeah. these people, which I, I you could probably I don't know. It's like you could probably like read as like a fault of the the movie, maybe like in in the movie's logic. If you were to be one of these like cinema sins guys, where you're oh like you're like, well, that wouldn't make sense if they're killing this many people all the time. People would figure that out, but it's like the movie doesn't linger on it enough for it to be an issue, really. Yeah, it's just kind of a reveal. Um, that they have a whole, they have a whole like system of stability in yeah. their own town. You know what I mean? Yeah. That they sure. have a high accident rate, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I thought that was just a really interesting, like, uh, um, interpretation of how like a town maintains its, uh, identity is like this mm-hmm. kind of, um, filtration of, uh, of young people, you know? Yeah. Like the oppression of young people via, you know, letting them drink and whatnot and keeping them out of quote unquote trouble and yeah. not and, and letting the older populace control everything, you know, cause it's like, it, it's a, it's like almost a, yeah, it's a commentary on like, uh, the power of the old people, you know, the, the boomers. Yeah, exactly. I, I think, <laughs> and I can even, I can even see like nuggets of the idea for the world's end where that becomes even a a thing in the world's end where that, that movie is a lot about of, uh, kind of the suppression, um, of, of people. It's almost like an invasion of the body snatchers thing in that movie. Um, but I, I can kind of see where that idea came out of this movie. Mm. Um, yeah, that's something interesting to think about too, is like, the ideas in this one taken from Shaun of the Dead that are like expounded upon in this one, whereas like uh, you know, at, or the the world's end, I think it's called, uh, you know, taking a lot of the ideas from this one and like going in a different direction 
more specific direction and like going into the relationships in a different way and that one mm. more. Um, but yeah, that's, that's something really cool about this movie. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's such a weird movie, man. It's, yeah, it's such a bizarre movie that it, that it has these things. Yeah. Going yeah. On. It has like this weird, like, like cult committee, like running the town. Mm. And then like you resolve all that with like this just like blown out action set piece. That's Let's like kill 30 the minutes people. long, yeah. which, uh, I don't know. Maybe we should talk about that. Like the, the final, 30, 40 minutes, just like when he comes back into town. Yeah, you pretty much have a slow burn of a police procedural thing. Yeah. And then finally you get the climax of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's funny. um, My historical context of this is that I Mm. saw it in high school. I remember when I saw it, I saw it at the Santico Silverado. (laughs) And I saw it with our buddy Brendan. You know Brendan, of course. Oh, wow. You saw it with Brendan. That's cool. Nice. And, uh, it was so cute because uh, Brendan had, um, we were watching it, and then when they started, like, doing all the gun, like, the montage with getting guns up, yeah. he started giggling in joy, and I was like, yeah, I'm on the same <laughs> wavelength here. You know? Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, when Nicholas was, like, putting out on all those weapons, you know, like, yeah. fucking getting ready to go kill some people. Well, that's, that's uh, something that... Yeah, we were definitely influenced by in our early uh, like oh, short yeah. films and our our fucking ghoul yeah, like beater we talked shit. About it in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. It's like th- there's like a, a visual flair or like a, like a visual kind of identity to Edgar Wright's stuff that we definitely latched onto. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like when did I see? I definitely saw this. Oh, I, I, I must have seen this uh, in theaters, I guess, because I probably had seen Shaun of the Dead and uh, saw this in theaters. I don't, I don't really remember the experience. I, I, I think for a, a long time, I mean, maybe even up to this viewing, I was always kind of like, a, I like Shaun of the Dead more. Yeah. But I think I think uh, I think age has changed me, and I'm realizing that this age movie has is, changed you. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. I think uh, that. This movie's just a whole different beast, man. It's like it's mm-hmm. doing like three times the amount of shit that I think Shaun of the Dead is. Yeah, doing. it's more layered. It's shooting for There's more. There's another bingo space. Oh, there it is. There yeah, it it's is. getting more layers in there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just yeah, I really appreciate the amount of like complexity. Eff- yeah. yeah, like complexity and like effort that went into the the story mm. of this. Like they wrote it. It says uh, on the wiki that they wrote it for 18 months, which for writing a script is a long time, I think, in, yeah. in Hollywood. Like, that's a lot more time than a lot of people. It's longer than 48 hours. It is longer than 48 hours. <laughs> or it's longer than, like, a day and a half, which we got for, like, our ghoul beater shit. Yep. Or, if there uh, was even a script to or, it. Or, like, three days, which uh, Abrams got for Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> um, three days? <laughs> is what it feels like. Um but uh, but yeah, you really see like the the amount of like I'm sure this movie had like 30 drafts. Could be a novel, and, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it could almost be like based on a novel, or even like, a miniseries. The, the yeah. a Samford miniseries. This this cool. could definitely be a miniseries. Shaun yeah. of the Dead is like a thing where it's like this is a movie. Yeah, like no, this is purely a movie. Else, yeah, 
you know, works, you know, all the way through as like a a hundred minute thing. Mm. Um, But this one I could see like a four part comedy BBC series. I would totally watch that. Oh, I would too. I I would love cases by Nick, Nick Angel and Mm. Danny, you know, I'd love to see a prequel of him like fucking in, in London, London? And yeah, that, that would be cool. cool. Yeah, prequels are always hard because hard. you have to develop a character before they get like the character development. For sure, it's hard. It's why Solo doesn't work. Solo does not because work. Solo tries to have the same arc that he has in Star Wars. It doesn't make any sense, and it doesn't make any sense because yeah. it's like, well, then why is he the way he is in Episode Four? Yeah, you got to make him like a fucking. You got to show he has him to like be a dick. dick. Yeah, he yeah. He has to be an dick. asshole this whole movie. This whole movie, but it doesn't really. Or at least like show why he became an asshole or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. not. Concerned and they with tried that to do that, but it didn't really work. Yeah. Too well, um, but Emily Clark, though, you know, that's hey, my other girlfriend. So. That that it's just her. Those sweaters, man. Those <laughs> fucking sweaters. Man. Oh, stream uh, idea. Yeah. Should we watch Last Christmas? Last Christmas, I gave, gave you my heart. heart. That's the theme of this whole movie. Apparently. It's literally giving hearts. Heart. And you're not real. <laughs> and, but, but you were inside you gave me of me. your heart. <laughs> you're literally inside me. <laughs> just, just an idea. Hey, you know, at least he's Asian. He, oh, Henry, Henry Goulding? Henry Golding? He's British. Forget his Asian. name. Uh, he's in the Gentleman. He's in uh, a, a crazy, crazy rich Asians. Henry Goulding. Now listen, Henry Goulding. <laughs> yeah, just a charming like British Asian gentleman. Um, God, Henry, this Henry, your heart transplant, Harry, Henry, heart <laughs> 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 transplant. You're, you're. <laughs> You're transplant Harry. <laughs> Henry. God damn it. Henry Harry doesn't fucking yeah, matter. Doesn't um, oh, man. Yeah. The, uh, right now it's playing out the, the kind of turn at the end after. The big reveal. Yeah. After yeah. Nick, Nicholas uh, figures out what's going on. Mm. Yeah. I, I appreciate what I appreciate about right is that tonal balance. Yeah. That like when it works, it works. And it's like, it's something that I, I think and I hope that we'll see more of going forward as like new directors are influenced by, you know, just the same way Edgar Wright is. I think about somebody like Bong Joon-ho, who just like all of his movies for the most part are just this like insane juggling act of tones. Mm. I, like I think about something like The Host, where it's like a haunting like family tragedy but also this like wacky South Korean monster movie. And also like it takes the monster stuff seriously. It's like, that's the stuff that when, when like directors nail it, it's so good. Because it's so hard to do it. Yeah. It's so hard to do it. Like you have to be a skilled director to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that Wright does in. He does right. He does. He does right. For the most part, yeah, mm. that I can think of. Like in, in Baby Driver, there's that balance too, which that that one I'm really interested to revisit. Yeah, because like I have my like I really like Baby Driver, but I have I have I think my particular beef is just the end of it, but um, Which is 
I'm, I'm interested to see because I missed because I had to pee when we saw that. That's so funny. Yeah. Which we'll probably talk about more in that episode, but uh, yeah. I'm really fascinated to rewatch that one. It just, yeah, well, we'll talk about it then, but it's just like, eh. You know. Yeah. That's uh, funny that you pissed during the Yeah, and I came back and was like, wow, all of this escalated really fast. <laughs> um, but yeah. that's the only time I saw it was in theaters when it came out like four years Same. ago. So. Mm-hmm. Um, was it four years ago? I think 2016. Jesus yeah. Christ. It's taken them four years to... Four years? I feel like Hey, we, we're going to be covering an Edgar Wright this year. A new one. Last what? Night in Soho. That's uh, his new one? Yeah, it's a horror movie with Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, very good. And it's like a... I love Anya Taylor-Joy. It's like influenced by... Um, what's his name? Canceled director... Who did Rosemary's Baby? Oh, fucking Chinatown guy. Yeah. Well, that, That's hey. so funny. Yeah, I guess, fucking, yeah, he was um, a big influence. Um, Polanski. 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 Yeah, um, Polanski. Uh, his, his movie Repulsion, apparently, oh. it's like really influenced by that. It's got some time travel stuff. Just like, all right, cool. Like, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see... Like what? What makes that as as it, it looks to be like a straight up horror movie? Like what makes that an Edgar Wright movie? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'll be really cool to see. Oh, oh yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're going full full throttle yeah. at the end because like I love how he uses the um, you know like when shit goes south, it's like mm-hmm. uh, you have like the bad boys too, like thing like shit just got real, Danny. Yeah, but it's like take, <laughs> it's taken seriously. It's taken seriously. It's like that's that, also great. There's no fucking. Uh, this is and, and we talked about it on Shaun of the Dead, but it's something I appreciate about Edgar Wright, and I feel like it is more a British thing than an American thing. I really do think that that it's like there's no fucking there's not a ton of like winking. It's like we don't need that goddamn wink of acknowledgement to to like get no, I, you I, know what I mean? No, yeah, that's true. It's that um because Americans need that in order I, to understand. I think I think it's just yeah. this kind of toxic marketing mentality of like no, we it, need it, to it's, sell it's like that communication thing. Like, yeah. The Americans just like want to they take things like literally, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you don't have the wink, then it's going to be taken. It's not like it's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, that's just, it's like a difference in like culture yeah, almost. For sure. It's just that like, there's more nuance and subtlety in mm-hmm. British entertainment. Yeah. Like absolutely. Like that's what it is. And like, it, it's, it's why like Deadpool is the big, that character is all winks. Yeah. Like all he's doing is winking the whole fucking movie. Man, deadpan Deadpool would be weird though. Wow, that is a hell of a pitch. <laughs> that is a hell of a pitch. Yeah. I would love to see like just a totally deadpan Deadpool. Like Edgar Wright do a Deadpool movie. <laughs> I'd watch that. For sure. Well, that's yeah. interesting because that makes me think of uh before Spielberg did it, and I hate to say his name again on this, I know you're getting angry already, but <laughs> before he did Ready Player One, everybody was like, Edgar Wright, I think, would be a good fit Edgar for Wright that. would make a big And good I feel fit. like he would have been a, a, a even, like, I, I think that movie's, like, fun, but, but like, I think Steven he would have been a better... Has Spielberg ever touched a video game in his life? He He's apparently a gamer, but the ones he oh. talks about are, like, 80s ones. It's like, okay, like Steve, what? I mean... what, fucking E.T., your own he was he, he made a, video, a game production company in the 2000s that was, like, making indie he games. He made? Or he, he just gave money? He, I, I mean, he gave money. That's what he <laughs> does now, man. If he's not directing it, he's, like... 
I like this. Let's get this going. Like that's what he does. But what games did he help? Produce um, Lucas Art games. I think. <laughs> what else would he do? Yeah, no, they're like puzzle games. They're like uh, like stacker. <laughs> Well, now I have to look this up because it it's is so weird, weird that uh, I'm going to look this up and Steven Spielberg what? video games. But while I'm bringing this up, um, yeah, like in, in before he was announced as the director, obviously when he was, I was like, oh, cool. That'll be fun. Like when Edgar Wright was being tossed about, I was like, oh, that's uh that would be, that would be good. a great choice. Yeah. Um, okay. So Spielberg produced Medal of Honor. Uh, well, that, that makes sense. It, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, Medal of Honor Rising Sun, Medal of Honor Underground. Okay, the big EA one. Game? So, like, yeah. I guess so. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of the Medal of Honors. It, I didn't know he had a big... Wow, he produced Monkey Island. That's oh. cool. That's That's Neat. like a really funny indie game and then uh boom blocks okay 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 boom blocks boom, boom blocks uh boom block do you may, maybe block? we'll do a twitch stream of us playing boom blocks i feel like that might be fun that's gotta be like what 199 on PS it's a Sword. wii game maybe we can get a do, do, can you even t- Twitch stream Wii games? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's a way. There's probably Steven a way. Spielberg's history of video games. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm do a deep dive on this and get this together. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a whole. Yeah, I I think he he's not like playing fucking like Horizon Zero Dawn or like Doom Eternal or something. He he like <laughs> I feel like Call he, he's dude. a busy guy, but like I I know. Uh, there's like some documentary I saw where like, um, I think it was like Francis Ford Coppola since he was one of the new Hollywood guys talked about how like Spielberg would always just be like smoking pot and playing like pong and stuff. Like he'd be playing like what video games. What a fucking games. ridiculous thing. It's, I mean, yeah. What a wild time to fucking be a, a creative in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, it sounds very Bill Gatesy almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Well, he's the Bill Gates Arc- of, uh, Hollywood, I guess. I mean, who knows? I, I, yeah, I can see that. Kind of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs probably was like dropping acid playing Pong or something. <laughs> Would you know Steve Jobs was like one of the heads of Pixar? Yeah. Until he died? Yeah, yeah. That's something always like really bizarre to it think makes about. makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. It's just crazy that like, yeah. And like a lot of good movies were made under his like, you know, supervision, I guess. And yeah. then he died and then they made the good dinosaur and then, you know. Things, things just went mucked up, you know, <laughs> the way that it should, <laughs> the way that it should, mm-hmm. um, for the greater good, for the greater good. Say. Yes. Um, God. Oh yeah. Okay. What I wanted to mention about this, like final action set piece, this like long kind of like, well, first of all, this is Edgar Wright's hometown. Oh really? The city that they filmed it in. Cause they scouted out a bunch of like English, like West, like West Britain countryside towns because um they knew they needed like a small town and then edgar wright eventually was like i mean where i grew up would be perfectly fine like we'll just have to cg out some buildings which they did uh, Mm -hmm. for the final movie to make Uh, it look smaller or or something uh, yeah or to take like recognizable i think more so for britain like Uh, recognizable buildings out of the background make it a small town yeah yeah to make it keep it small um generic yeah yeah but uh yeah, what I love about this like final set piece is that there are all of these 
it's it's payoffs. It's like what we talked about with Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, where that movie that movie has a ton of payoffs. This movie has like tenfold almost because it's like oh yeah, there's each so many little character has a little trait. It's like the the uh, pastor of the church is his own kind of character mm. that's set up with only like a few lines, but uh, you still get the gist. And then like the, like for instance, the guy walking out with the pump shotgun is the um, the doctor. The doctor, right? Yeah, yeah. and like uh, they shoot, they blow his foot off, and oh, he has okay. some like flippant line about "You're a doctor, you'll be fine." Deal with it. Yeah, and it's just doctor, like that's and like all the all the lines that like Danny had said to Nick is like, "You haven't, you haven't uh, shot, you have you ever jumped through the air and fired your gun?" Wouldn't no like yeah. fired two guns at the same time? No, I haven't. Have you f- jumped through the air and fired at least one gun? Yeah, no, I haven't. And then they both like jump through the air, yeah, and fire their two guns, yeah, when they go into the bar. And it's you know? such a long, yeah, it's like just as long as in mm. Bad Boys 2 or yeah. like a Michael Bay movie. It's just like fully like becomes it's happening right now as we're yeah. talking. It's so. Like they're in the air for so long and there's so many cuts. And it's yeah, great. It's great. It's like he, he becomes Michael Bay in the last 30 to 40 minutes mm-hmm. because like he loves those movies and they, they fully embrace why those movies are fun. And, and what's so funny is that he, they killed literally no one. No one dies. That is crazy too. Yeah. That it's not. Cause Nick is, doesn't kill. He he's not a killer. Oh, that's that. I guess that's why. Right. Yeah, Nick, Nick's a good guy. He wouldn't yeah. kill anybody. It's all it's all fucking shoulder shots. That's right, oh, man. Well, and then that I feel like is such a British thing too, where it's like yeah. he comes to town, and uh, I think it's uh, I think oh, what's his name? His friend. Why am I forgetting his name? Nick Frost. Danny. Yeah. Danny. Uh, Danny's like, have you ever shot somebody? Or it's some later he's scene where yes, he's like, like, I haven't had to use my gun in like two years and it's like ah to be easier, to yeah. be british mm-hmm. oh that must be nice where uh well he was part of the arm response team nick nick frost i mean not nick frost i mean uh nick nick angel oh okay at the beginning there's this there were like cool montage where he like yeah does a drug bust or something he's just like firing away and, that's yeah that's true yeah. uh but but yeah it just it just feels like he's not one of these cops that's like dist- he he doesn't like get a kick, yeah. You know by by using his weapons, but he does. Yeah, he totally does. Because yeah. remember the sh- at the festival where he like he like there's this like kind of sexual thing that he does with the rifle because he, he doesn't. He's like it's almost like he knows that it's bad, but he likes it sort of thing. Yeah, you know, like because he he he's like you know how I feel about guns, Danny, and then he like. It's like, come on, it's just a air gun. And then he like picks it up. And he kind of like, it's like, oh, seeing an old, like feeling an old friend again or yeah, like an that's ex-lover, true. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then he fucking nails like every single one. I, I just yeah. think, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm yeah. drawn too much out of this British versus American thing, but it's like, I, I think the American version of this movie, which first of all wouldn't exist, I guess, but it, it, it would be like, they're all getting their heads blown off at the end. And I think that it, there's something well, see, philosophically that, that, interesting. That, that's, I think that it's just sh- a testament to like just Nick Angel's character as opposed to yeah you know, the film the film itself because people are fucking dying in this film in the most horrific ways like For sure. in a very yeah, yeah. nihilist ways. It's just not at the hands of our protagonist who is like the moral compass of the, the yeah. Film. You know For what sure. I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, yeah, but that that's therein lies the difference, I think, though, where like a movie like Bad Boys, they're like killing everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I, I just appreciate, I guess, the the fact that like Nick Angel is as like like pure kind of like Captain America y like as Maybe like he a is. Batman type thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah like yeah. like no killings. I didn't even realize that until you said it. Because there's so much like gun violence. Yeah, there's so much violence. <laughs> or like but I should no say killing. just action. It's like action, yeah. but it doesn't. Th- that's so interesting because like the horror stuff relies on gore. Yeah, but when it turns to action, that's when it's like we're cinematically going to show you why this stuff's cool. Yeah, and it's not people getting shot in the head. That's not yeah. the cool shit. It's like literally them like being tactical and like stuff yeah. like that. It, it, it is interesting because I think I think when you talk about real gunfights. You know, you don't have John Wick stuff. Like, people aren't getting, like, fucking... You, you aren't getting a headshot. Like, the efficiency r- level yeah. of... Well, it's like the squibs, too. right? It's yeah. like the 80s, like, like slow-mo, yeah. like, squib fucking blood <laughs> pop, mm. ch- like, chest popping. And it's like. funny how, like, they actually make a, a dig at that squib stuff because Danny uses it as a bar <laughs> trick and also how to... You remember he does oh a bar trick? God, yeah. The, at the, uh, where it's he stabs so his good. eye. And then, yeah, the scene right after he talks about his mom dying. Yeah. And then he like stabs his eye and He's it's like, fuck, that's a good And then he does the joke. same thing with the knife on Nick when, um, yeah. you know, when he saves him. Well, and then rewatching it, I was like, oh, is, is that involved in him getting shot at the end? Like when he gets shot. But no, he actually just like gets shot. Yeah, he actually just gets shot. And then like just recovers, I guess. Right. Yeah, that's what I also don't understand about that. Mm. Like, is it just like a a buckshot or something? I assume so. Yeah, yeah. it's just like some because it's like an old ass gun. Yeah, and it looked holding. like he had like a paper suppressor on it or something. Like it was strange. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just like a really old gun. Yeah. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, and Yarp. Yarp. We didn't mention him before when we were talking about the cast, but fucking uh, the Hound himself. In, like, the most insanely... The Hound himself. I guess this came first. So, like, as the Hound, he's just insanely unrecognizable Yarp guy. But in this movie, he's, like, much younger. He's bald. But he's just as big. He is just as big. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. He's, like, a huge guy. I do Um, prefer the Hound. The Hound over Yarp. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, yeah, the Hound's, like... Consistently, just like one of the best yeah, one, Game of like, Thrones characters, yeah, I think one of the ones that kind of mm-hmm. escaped unscathed. I feel like his kind of arc in Game of Thrones. Oh, and also our girl from uh, Dark Place is in this. Our girl, Dark what place? Uh, you know uh, the female lead in Dark Place, the blonde. Who's she in this? She's uh, Skinner's um, assistant. That's her. Yeah, that's her. Holy shit, man! Yeah. Just a murderer's row. Right. Just like a BBC Channel 4 fucking killer's rogue. I think she might. I don't know if she was in Look Around You too. maybe. I, I need to watch that because yeah. I the only need to watch Look Around, Look Around You I saw yeah. was with like Derek and I liked it. But I mm. need to, especially knowing like the influence of mm-hmm. Edgar Wright, like within that. Um, oh, man. But yeah, she is, she's kind of the ditzy, uh, the ditzy assistant that comes in at the. Last second, Mister Skinner. Skinner. Yeah, just <laughs> there's so many goddamn quotable, mm. goddamn British moments in this. Too movie. many fucking British moments. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's the best British accent movie, man. So See, this is her. Is, yeah, 
Yeah, that is her. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking, like, do I recognize her? Would have loved to see a Garth Morangi in here. <sighs> or Richard Iode. Oh, Richard Iwade. Is it Iowade? I always fuck up his life. I, I only because, dude, Richard Iwade is like maybe one of my most YouTube searched people. Yeah. Because he's like, he's like a big, uh, like, Man, I could talk forever about like British panel shows. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I love him. those, dude. It's like, so strange. Like, it's so funny. I, <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. so bizarre. I, I yeah. think I got into them because uh, at, at least every year they do what's called um, uh, the Big Fat Quiz of 20 whatever. And it's hosted by what's his name? He's like a British comedian. He's, he's a really funny guy, but they always have like. They'll have uh, Iowate on. Yeah. Iowate is always with that deadpan um, guy or whatever. Yeah, Iowate is always with the guy from the Mighty Boosh. Um, oh, the the Russell Brand variant. Yes, <laughs> who he has been with Russell Brand yeah, on course. these panel of shows. Course, yeah. But no, they're such a funny duo. Um, they're like the same person. I feel like Olivia Coleman was on one of those, but they're they're just so funny. If man, she it's, hasn't, then she should be because she should be delightful. She's, she's really hot. She's really hot right now. Yeah, yeah she, she is. Well, yeah. yeah, I don't know if she would now. Hopefully, I mean that'd be nice to see her. Um, well, she's probably like fucking super big in London now. Yeah, she's got, yeah. got to be right. Yeah, um, I mean she won the the BAFTA too, which is like their Oscars. Mm-hmm. But. Um, what was I talking about? Yeah, no, those those quiz shows are great. Oh, see, like, there's another another setup where it's like you yeah. haven't you haven't uh, shot your gun outside, like doing a car chase. Oh, I didn't even catch that yeah, either. Yeah, because there's the immediate gag of like, yeah. it's not all gunfights and car chases, hmm. and then they immediately get into yeah. a car chase. Like it's it's fucking <laughs> yeah. great, or they speed somewhere and hmm. like infers it. Um, but uh, yeah, y'all should watch British panel shows. They're great. Oh, Acaster. Acaster's like on those all the time and is like I, a I, goddamn star. I've only seen like four of his shit and yeah. he's like one of my favorite. Like, Dude. Stuff. Like ever. Like I, I don't. Yeah. Like he's just next level shit. J- yeah. James Acaster's a genius. He, yeah, he does weird meta shit on these panel shows and it's it's great because like the the hosts and like the other people on the panel shows, like give him his, they like, they're like, okay, let's let him do his yeah, weird let, thing right yeah. now. Cause it's really funny. And it's just like, Oh man. Yeah. They have shit. They have their comedy shit really figured out over there in Britain. I feel mm-hmm. like. And meanwhile, we have like, uh, Kevin like, hot. We got, Ke- we got young Sheldon. We got, uh, young Sheldon Superstore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know. That's like what? What? Yeah. What is funny in America? It's. I feel like American comedy. Here we go. Here it is. Hashtag American comedy. This is your fucking sucks. thesis. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's. It's all YouTube and Twitter now. I really do think it's YouTube and Twitter and memes based on like strange things. I just things. think the comedy has been killed by both the far right and the far left. They've, they've, mm. they've killed it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's fair too. Like you have to only, the only way you can be funny is by being the most like fucking stupid, offensive thing like in existence, you know? Yeah. And like anything that's actually funny gets like shot down because of people getting offended by it. You know, I think that's also a huge problem. Like, yeah, 
I don't want to sound like I'm some alt-right guy, but, like, I love Million Dollar Extreme. And I can tell, I can understand why some people, like, see, like, some problematic things in it, but that's comedy. Comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy's always going to have problematic things in it. Yeah, it's but always going to be do? kind of a minefield, yeah. like, yeah. kind of a, like, a mess, you know? Um, and it's like, you can just take it as you will, you know, like, you don't have to, like... I don't know, listen to it. I don't know. I think I think also too there is like an infrastructure issue with American comedies or just any comedy that has as, to be as far so as filtered. Films, yeah. That yeah, that it's like the kind of marketing angle on that which mm-hmm. is a kind of a curse, but it's also like studio comedies aren't being made anymore. It's like there's comedy on TV, there's TV shows that are like comedy TV shows that are funny, that are really good. But then they're like they're what? not funding. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot. There's uh, Atlanta. There's, okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're out there, man. They're yeah, they're um, out there. they're out there. It's it, the thing is like the thing is we're not seeing comedy movies because they're too much of I think a risk. Yeah. Because to get a comedy movie made, you need the comedy stars. They cost too much. You're going to spend like. 60 70 million dollars and you don't even know if you're gonna break hit. even yeah. yeah exactly you'll maybe break even um so it's just like that has been moved over to like netflix where like netflix has comedies now which i guess that's where that is now but none of those have really been hmm. like huge amazing hits that i can think of um i don't know I, I i think it's a lot of kind of factors and uh it's i don't know man it seems like Britain still got their, I, I, I just wish in America we would just like do like just live fucking like panel shows, like comedy panel shows. That'd be great. That's El, my, that's my the pitch. Ellen DeGeneres show. Well, listen, we'll never, nobody will ever be funnier than Ellen. Like Ellen's got it on lock. Give her the Nobel prize. That's of it. Comedy. Of comedy. She's an icon. Mm-hmm. This bad boy two shot. It's very good. Yeah, but- Oh, the other bad boy two shot when they're in town and it's like the camera's just like three sixteen around them. Yeah, oh, that's I love right. That shot. Yeah, it's so good. It's, yeah. it's so great. Um, but yeah, I, I guess uh, yeah. Do you want to wrap up final thoughts? Hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. Got, I, I think that I'll. I'm gonna, nothing has really changed from the beginning of what I said at uh, the beginning. What I said about this movie. I think it's it's probably gonna stay as my favorite. A great film. I think it remains to be seen, but... Um, When's the last time you saw Scott Pilgrim? Long time. <sighs> but I like, feel like I, that's going to be a grower, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, like, I love Scott Pilgrim, yeah. but I just don't see it like... This This movie has your number. Like, has, this yeah. movie really, with like... kind of tracks the, with me anyway. I, I get know? that, man. It's, it's, it's uh, a, a lot of the great directors, man, it's like, it comes down to preference, really, because it's like, we can sit here and argue which one does certain things better, mm. you know, make our points, but it's like, a lot of, a lot of great directors make great movies, and a lot, it, it's gonna come down at the end of the day to like, what hits you a certain way, what taps into your but, shit. But I mean, you know? I, it does, but I also think that this is just really tight. It time. is. It is. That's, yeah, impossible like, to deny for like sure. Like the script here and just like everything, the diversity of genres, the diversity of storytelling, the yeah. um, relationships involved. I think the only thing that lacks is maybe some sort of um, 
romance, but that doesn't really matter to this film because it's no, not the, the romance. Thesis. It's like Point Break. Yeah, it's more yeah. of like the uh, you know, uh, you know, best buds. You it's know, a bromance. Bromance. Yeah, yeah. but um, that can be a placeholder. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like it's it's um. It's it, it it just it's it's a again a sincere homage, mm-hmm. not something that is like making fun of the cop. People genre. call it a parody, and I I don't think it's, it's not, a parody at it's all. Not really, a parody. yeah, because because it, it, it's it's filled with sincerity about like the yeah, genre for sure, and it's and it's part of the genre. I'd say it's just simply a variant of the cop genre. I, yeah, I, I'd put that like in it. Mm-hmm. You know. Like a parody would be more like what police academy or something like that's yeah or like airplane is what I think of when I think of parody. Well, I mean with like cop movies like police academy is probably yeah that's probably the go to yeah, yeah or Naked Gun Naked Gun yeah because yeah. like those are vo- more overt but this is like it actually has like you know an interesting like scheme behind the scenes about like you know yeah um, being a law enforcement officer and what a police officer man and what that means, mm-hmm. you know, like what, what is your duty to like the job, you know? Yeah. Um, which is which harder is cool. to do. It's, I, yeah. I think it's what he does with hot fuzz, I think is much harder to do than what most people like try to do with parodies or yeah. like farces. It's like, he's like, he's successfully having his cake and eating it too. It's yeah. like, he's doing a, he's juggling a lot of plates and it's, it's fucking working in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and also just like the editing in general is just like fucking great. Mm-hmm. It's cleaner than um, Shaun the Dead. Everything's yeah, yeah. really just smooth, and there's just some cr- some great action sequences at the end. Yeah. Um. The, the there's so many more characters in this film, and they're all they all feel right. You know. Yeah. I mean, there might be one dimensional, but in a way that is like you don't really like care too much. He really way. does juggle like a big cast really mm. well. That's like yeah. one of the things I feel like isn't discussed enough. Maybe mm. is that he's really good at doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You, even though that they are like on, if you really look at it, they are one dimensional characters. Yeah. But he uses it in a way that doesn't make them feel like they are, you know what For I mean? Sure. Because it's, yeah. he, Gives it narrative. It's a setup to a payoff that will come. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like the the, the guy, yeah. It's like thinking of the example of one guy that I really honed in on uh, more this time was like the the very unconfident cop guy. Oh, yeah. With the glasses. What he said. Yeah, who's very, who's kind of like what he said the whole movie. And then at the end has this really confident, like, all right, you're going to go here. We're going to do this. And then, uh, and then Nicholas Angel says, sounds good to me or like whatever. No, he says what he said. What he said to pay it off. To pay it off. Yeah. And it's fucking great. It's like you can have one dimensional characters as long as there is in like, is like an A A to B growth to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry to cut off with no, that. No, I mean that's pretty much it for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz is one that like, yeah, I mean as of now, I'm gonna say it's my favorite of this trilogy. That might change when I rewatch uh, The World's End, but um, it's it's just such a tightly written and directed movie that has so much like passion and. Mm. Um, like passion and confidence behind the camera. Like you, you always feel like you're in good hands and like, you're never really questioning all state. 
Uh, we know Allstate directed the film. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. What the fuck Great am I joke. talking about? Um, <laughs> but uh, wow, Joe Cornish? Who's Bob? I'm sorry, the credits are rolling and it kind of Who's tripped Bob? me out. Do you, do you remember who Bob is in... Uh, no. Oh, he was the guy who uh, Janine is with now. Joe Cornish is the director of uh, Attack the Block. Huh. Who uh, Edgar Wright wrote Tintin with. Um, wow. wow. I'm, I'm going to have to... I'm going to get into a Tintin tangent. Oh, One of, the, one of my good old Tintin tangents. Spielberg um, again. The, the beauty God. of uh, Edgar Wright writing a Spielberg film. Um, but... Uh, no, yeah, this this movie just like every time I see it gets better and better for me. And it's I think it's due to the fact that it is it's doing a lot. It's like it's it has a ton of influences and uh is juggling a lot of different tones, but um just even like you said, like from Shaun of Dead to Hot Fuzz, you can chart a really like observable growth in yeah. his skill as a director. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I mean, something that I appreciate this one, in this one, um, that I think he executes even better than Shaun of the... Well, I think way better in this one than Shaun of the Dead is the friendship. Because in yeah, Shaun absolutely. of the Dead, I never think of Nick Frost's character as being a part of that friendship at all. He's kind of just a dick. Yeah, he's just kind of a dick. Yeah, he's just hanging out, and yeah. it's kind of played for a joke. And it, it's yeah. framed as if they're best buds because Sean's always defending yeah. him and stuff. But yeah. what I love about this one is that they are two totally different people. Mm. And in that sense, it's kind of like a, a rom-com. Yeah, or something that's why it's almost. charming. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, because uh, I, I really love their character development together. And like, especially that scene at the bar where they're sharing their stories. Mm. And then like, uh, just like how that all plays out where they go back to... Uh, Danny's house and he like opens up the fucking like action movie oh, yeah. and he says mother of gray skull just like the yeah just like opposite. just like Danny did it's so great yeah. um and yeah it's like that's the trigger moment where it's like oh these guys are are buds now. like it was like their sex scene pretty much pretty much if, yeah if you, as they're yeah. watching point break and no it was framed like that like for yeah. sure it's like because yeah. it was there it was almost like they were about to kiss in that moment Remember? It was. I bet it even, was. It, no, it's like you're it's right. funny because it's how it was framed. Yeah, yeah. Because they're like, uh, you know what would help you? It was like Danny says something about like, yeah. you know what would help you loosen up or something? And he's like, they're like face <laughs> to right. face. Well, the whole thing's like a date because yeah, they're like, a date. They're like hey, do you want to come inside for yeah, that tea? even yeah, tea, uh, another beer, and he's like, it's pa- mm. it's played for like laughs, but like it's actually like this kind of it's like a sincere, sincere moment, yeah, of yeah. romance and, and a bromance sort of way. It's great, and they end yeah. up like you know sleeping on each other's shoulder in the in the morning. Yeah, so it's kind of it's, it's real cute. Yeah, it's really yeah. Adorable. And then from there on out, they're like they got each other's backs, and then mm-hmm. that's uh, which which makes the twist like for for like five to 10 minutes, like kind of uh, pretty devastating. Cause it's like, Oh, why the fuck is like Danny helping his dad, like take him out? And like, yeah. what does he know? And, uh, and it was apparently is just because like, he thought it was just a play thing that they did or something. Yeah. Which, uh, I don't really I don't have an know, issue with, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. It's a yeah, little, it messy. A little uh, yeah. I think that was also kind of a convenient, a little conveniency thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's kind of strange. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's do it's, not terrible, not great. It's pushing a lot into yeah. that, like uh, final forty, the final third act, I guess. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean this this movie's just uh, a total blast to watch, and 
just just as, like for you and I as like fans of of action movies, as fans of Point Break, as Bad Boys Two, Die yeah. Hard, whatever. It's like it's cool to see somebody do an homage to that that pokes fun at it in certain ways, but is also like sincerely doing like it that. has fun. That's what I yeah. mean. I don't know about poking fun at it in a way. It's like. It has fun fun with with it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it respects them too much to, like Simon Pegg said in that quote, it's like, we're not looking down, we're looking up at these things. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's the difference. It's it's the difference between uh, this movie and Deadpool, whereas Mm. Deadpool is like, ha ha, I'm outside of your stuff Mm. and your shit's bad. Disney owns you. uh, Fourth wall break. Hey, Disney, Bob, Disney owns me. What's up with that? It's just like that's kind of all that is. There's no there there, but it's like with Hot Fuzz, there's some some depth to it. There's and depth uh, to it. Yeah. I think that's that's what. Uh, so far, that's the big the big thing I'm tapping into with uh, with Wright, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm excited to track this kind of throughout the rest of his his movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's gonna be it, y'all. On that uh, is gonna be, it's gonna be Hot it. Fuzz. Hot if you haven't fuzz. seen it, get that Stars Trial on Amazon. Man, it was a it? whole podcast about the movie that they hadn't seen. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. that I mean, people do that sometimes. Um, yeah, buy it on Amazon if you haven't seen it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, buy it on uh, Laserdisc. On Laserdisc. <laughs> if it, that? that'd be real wild if it was on Laserdisc. Yeah, exactly. It'd be fun if it was on if this was on like VHS as kind of like a little. That'd be fun, like little. Thing. Yeah, like like the same reason that like. Uh, People put their albums on vinyl now, I guess. Well, you know? vinyl actually makes sense. Vinyl does make sense. It's yeah. a bad comparison. Um, no, like, you know, I that'd be kind of cool to have a little VHS. Like a Hot Fuzz VHS, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And like in the VHS that we talked about where you squeeze the sides to open it, like the little Ooh, plastic the box. the little blockbuster. Thing. Yeah, yeah, the little blockbuster. Uh, I, I almost want to say that was... Was that Hollywood Video? I think that was Hollywood Video that was did it? that. Oh, yeah. Because Blockbuster had their, like, you pop open the... The box, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah, you I pop know. open you the pop box. Open. And, yeah. Hey, hey, all you '90s kids, come on, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know. Yeah, R.I.P. Blockbuster, R.I.P. GameStop, R.I.P. Every Hollywood mom video. and pop shop in your city. Um, yep. Hey guys, get takeout. Get takeout a few nights a week. Help out these small businesses. Yeah, do that. Um, you know, give give them give them some uh, some some money right some now. Some because Shit, we're all rough. struggling here. We're all struggling. So we got to help each other out here. Got to yeah. help each other out. But uh, thank you guys for, for listening to this. Yeah. Uh, we hope you're staying inside, staying sane, staying, uh, you know, making yourself a better person, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, getting some exercise in, doing all that. Yeah, don't give up hope. You know, it, it always seems hopeless when you're in that, you know, a situation that's negative in the present moment. But, you know... Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the cloud over our heads that might be an extended amount of time. But that's storm, okay. storm always passes. Yep. I mean, yep. imagine being in World War Two. You know, that took how many years? Like fucking. Like it, like, I think like thirty. What was it like thirty years for World War Two? That's a joke. That's I'm trying. not I even a know. good joke. That's dumb. That's a dumb. I think it was like I think it was ten, like less than ten years. Yeah, it was like seven like, or eight. I think. Yeah. For America, it was like. I mean, imagine being in Europe, like, fucking during World War II. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> what a nightmare. Right? What a goddamn nightmare. And they had, like, fucking, they had to go into the the underground, the British, the, the, yeah. the 
the what do you call it? I don't know the fucking the the British Underground the, the British tunnels Under- that's what it's called right? yeah, yeah they had yeah. to go because they were about to get they get the bombarded tubes. they the had tubes. to the, they had to surf the tubes you know how fucking hot those things are those things are fucking burning. did you go on one yeah in there? yeah Fuck. of course how was that it was as hot it's hot it was inside the ventilation yeah. sucks in there and they had to go there all the time to avoid all the fucking bombings and stuff god damn so yeah hey I saw Chronicles of Narnia I know how the, all that played out. Jesus with Jesus lion with Jesus lion as Aslan the mm. the the lion yeah yeah um but guys thanks for for listening thanks for listening um hope you're staying uh staying sane and uh listen to the other podcast uh, mm-hmm. cover stories and cover uh, stories Delphin Pod Delphin, Delphin Pod just today this will be a little bit delayed by the time you hear this but they're going to be putting five podcasts out a week which is wow. fucking buck wild. I don't know how they're doing that, but uh, but they're doing it. They're well, doing if it. If you're at home, you know, you got a whole bunch of time. That's on true. Your hands, that's so very true. I mean, that's how we're doing this. Yeah. We're knocking these motherfucking episodes out pretty mm-hmm. quick. So, um, yeah. So just look forward to uh, the rest of the season we got coming. We're gonna try to be pretty consistent about getting them out every Monday and uh, show your friends, all mm-hmm. your quarantine friends. I mean, they don't have anything better to do. Have like, a Skype party. Listen to the podcast. Have Skype party. Why not? Yeah, get a video chat going while you listen to the audio yeah. podcast. And uh, well, use Zoom. Zoom or... Do some Zoom. Yeah. All you Zoomers out there. And, or if you want to play Jackbox with us, let us know. Yeah, yeah. sincerely. Yeah, because yeah. we've been playing a lot of Jackbox, mm-hmm. a little bit of Call of Duty, Warzone. Warzone. If you want to... Fuck Gamer with, tag fierce flip on PlayStation. Yeah, mine's uh, binary eleven thirty eight. Hit us up and uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with uh, I think boy. Yeah, I think we're talking boy. Uh, Whitey's movie. Hell yeah, back in uh, back heading back to New Zealand. New there. Zealand. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. Yeah, y'all stay safe out there. <laughs> All right. All right. See ya. <laughs> is the same and always will be Easiest pick in the foxes from a tree But I can't get no satisfaction All I want is easy action Well, so does the land with the thoughts of a